0: Hello! Welcome to tonight's episode. Uh, Tonight's focus is narration, excuse me, and how to improve it. We have a whole bunch of speakers that are going to be with us tonight, so this is going to be lots of fun. Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. (laughs) Hey! Welcome to tonight's podcast. Tonight's topic is narration and how to improve it. Uh, We're just going to jump right into it and start going from here. Uh, usually we ask the question, uh, what is narration? Uh, and that brings up our first idea on how to do narration is ask your audience questions, right? When you're starting a story. Now you're thinking, well, people don't really narrate. And you do the entire time as a DM or a GM, you are narrating to your players, Uh, whether they realize it or not. Even though you're collaboratively storytelling, you are still playing the part of the narrator. Uh, sometimes you give that part over to your players and let them narrate for a minute. And again, we'll talk about that as we go along. Uh, but a good way to engage, uh, just even just thoughts, right? You don't necessarily have to let them answer. Uh, is asking your audience questions, because uh, it's going to get them thinking. Even if, if it's not about a lot, uh, asking the question like "You ever seen a blue elephant?" People are going to think about a blue elephant for, for a second, and then boom, you got them visualizing. So <clears throat> now that silliness is out of the way. Uh, I'm joined by two guests tonight. We don't have a star guest tonight, so it's just it's just little old me. Unfortunately, I think younger is super sick, uh, so he will also not be joining us tonight. Um, so narration. Let's 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 get into it. Now, what do we, what do we talk about when we mean by narration? Uh, when we are specifically talking about D and D. This is the Lord Dump, right? Is the other thing people call it, right? Uh, you could also call the descriptions of combat and things like that narration, uh, but it's really not really what we're talking about tonight. We're not talking about the descriptors of things going on. Uh, this is more the passive passes of time or giving your players knowledge the, their characters might not see or showing them a different perspective, uh, things like that. Uh, again, big steps or time skips and things like that. Um, so I'm going to ask my two wonderful guests here uh to a introduce themselves like usual and say hello uh and then i'm gonna ask him a couple questions so we're gonna start with frozen the casual of the show what's up frozen
1: hey everybody uh i'm frozen dad um been playing in games with uh rick here for a few months now
0: yep yeah
1: um in uh, display game for 5e and now starting with the lancer game um yeah i, I don't know what else to say here i suck yeah. at these things
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you answer good answers and ask good questions don't doubt yourself all right and join jumping over to i think our actual newest member of the server uh, lawrence
2: hello uh i just go by lawrence um i've been playing ttrpgs for a long time and yeah like like you said i'm new and uh yeah uh i'm ready to jump into it ask away
0: <laughs> sweet also as a side note lawrence is going to be our newest D player uh so the first question is what would you guys consider a type of creative narration again we'll start with frozen just because he's the one i'm looking at currently and then we'll jump over to lawrence Maybe. He is muted. All right, we'll come back to him. He might be busy. Lawrence, do you have an idea for what would be under the uh, purview of creative narration?
2: Oh, um, well, like, uh, describing, like, the the feel and the, the scenery and like,
0: well, when you listen to someone narrate something, and you see them do it, yeah. what would you consider creative? What is a creative way to tell a story from another point of view? Ah, we lost frozen. His internet must have got him.
2: Okay. Um, creative. Um.
0: And I don't just, know. And just um, adding second, a little. Oh, just as a, adding sorry. a little... God damn it. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish your thought. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. Um, I don't know. Adding some colorful details, um, things that just like aren't necessary, but add some flavor, some shape, some context that, um, just, just spices it a little bit. Like, um, like, there's, it's it's not necessary to, like, describe every little detail, but some little details that pop just, like, add some either, like, significance or um, just, like, some individuality to, like, a certain area or, or a certain person. Like, does it matter if uh, an NPC you run into has a curled mustache? No, it's not relevant, but it sure adds to their character, like... You know, I, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm reaching here.
0: Okay, well, so uh, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think it's coming across right. Um, so I think a good example of what you're trying to add is like as you're telling this story or whatnot, throwing in a random smash on the table as something explodes or is exciting and interacting with your group and people, uh, even if it's over uh, the computer, having a loud, bam, smash, or just saying those words and using a... That's not onomatopoeia, right? No, it is onomatopoeia. Noises, right? In your descriptors uh, can add a little flash, a little pizzaius to what you're doing for your narration. Um, And I 100% agree that adding those kind of flashes and bangs and booms uh, can spice up your narration. and also keeps your audience engaged with what you're doing. Now, you can't do it every two seconds. Otherwise, it kind of loses its flair. But once a paragraph, you know, something like that. Uh, is pretty good timing. Hey, look, it's an iron arm. Um, would you like to join us? Oh, iron. Throw the the invite to speak there and let, throw that in his court. Um, hello. So, hello, hello. You got a you got an idea for this one? The uh, what is a form of creative narration?
3: Oh, um, I don't know. I just jumped in, so I didn't get a chance to think about the question.
0: You fool! All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about mine, and then we'll jump back to you really quick, okay? Cool. Sure. So, a form of creative narration that I've been thinking about the last bit is narrating through the eyes of an animal, and I realized I do this from time to time already, uh, specifically with Squawk, uh, our seagull patron, in a lot of our D and D games, uh, but. Uh, When you narrate through a creature, right, seeing through a creature's eyes to tell the story, uh, you can dumb things down uh, and make them interesting and then revisit them later and see what they really are, right? Uh, Talking about a monstrous mountain of a stone man uh, sitting in the middle of a courtyard, right, is the relayed message or thought uh, being narrated by the bird. But then when the players get there, it's just a town statue of some dude. Or maybe someone important. Who knows? But uh, changing the the angle of your descriptors to fit someone's uh, completely different size creature's narrative can sometimes be interesting. Um, Starting starting a story from the view of that character and then jumping into a real person, also an interesting way to go about it. Um, And this is an excellent way to pass time. uh, Is viewing things through the eyes of the party or group's animals, if they have any. Uh, If you're playing a futuristic setting, you know, maybe instead of an animal, you do the uh, computer AI or something like that, right? So the time passes really quick or really slow, comparatively. Again, uh, however you run your robots. uh, In relativeness to how you would describe things for the players. Uh, And again, this narration is not like the uh, action combat narration. I mean, we're not describing fights with this kind of narration. The narration we're talking about is like story story sweeping narration right uh because that in itself when you're doing ttrpgs can be the lore dump stuff the time passing things you know the boring get to one place to the other yada yada your way through things without saying the word yada yada Uh, i know i am guilty of saying yada yada a lot of my stuff because uh sometimes it's just faster and easier but every once in a while you want to tell a good story you had fun little scenes like that also sometimes it gives you time to think of whatever the heck you're actually trying to make uh before you send it out so jumping back to iron did you think of an idea for this question creative narration
3: um i don't know those are all good things to think about i don't think i've ever actually thought of it usually like if i'm narrating it's kind of just lore dump like sort of like beginning of the lord of the rings style like oh welcome to the world of blah 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 but yeah no i I don't think i've ever done anything like that
0: okay interesting maybe it's just me um (laughs) but yeah okay so let's let's talk about making that lore dump more exciting um so do you guys remember we're gonna go to lord of the rings for a little bit you guys remember uh when gandalf was riding to the white city right yes yes maybe maybe
2: yes
0: okay Um, and then they show him studying and scheming and whatnot for quite some time. And then he goes, (gasps) and then runs back to the Shire. That all took like a two minute scene, right? If that, (laughs) that was 60 years in book. It's been a while since I watched it. Oh, okay, yeah, it's it's like a two minute scene, something that's just like, oh, that's pretty and kind of cool, and then oh, there's panic, something's going on. Yeah, sixty years went by, and then Gandalf went back to go talk to, to to Frodo, and start him on his quest. Um, so, with your own narration, to avoid the Lord up entirely, you could have something like that, right? Uh, where. Ooh your narration is coming through the voice of a character. Um, uh, I learned that, blah, 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 and talking that character's voice for a while. That's still narration, whether they, you realize it or not, because you're doing that fantastic lore dump. Um, but you can also take another step back and be like, and then Gandalf explained the following to whatever, right? Because uh, you've set up that scene for a little bit uh, and had the passage of time, Uh, and made it seem like things were happening still, even though it was 30 seconds of, he went to the great city, spent 26 years in the library, uh, found things and rushed back as quick as possible. That journey also took 20 years for some reason. Uh, and then, you know, you're there. Hey, look, Frozenbeck. So, um, sorry, clicking buttons over here with that, right? The, the making that part better, more fun. Uh, whatever you want to consider it. Uh, what are you, some of your guys' ideas or thoughts on how to make lore dumps more exciting? Or or at least well, give them more time to invest in the, the group, the party, the whatever.
2: Now, I don't know if it's a good example, but uh, in my last campaign... Um, they came to the capital city and they explored this druid grove and once they were there they heard from the druids of like a prophecy and um some pretty dramatic things happened and this like new evil hellspawn thing was just brought into the world it was a very ancient evil just waiting for its moment to come back into the material plane and uh From then it was a big rush and then people showed up from the Feywild, they drugged them into the Feywild to like instruct them and train them for the things that were about to like happen. And uh, while they were there, uh, I had them explain to me, like what they did with the people there and the culture there. And um, I had them choose who they would like to train under and I, explain those characters and stuff like that and they spent a lot of time there but the time was different and the material pool and when they returned they were much stronger and more more thought out at that point and by the time they had got there this evil had already started to gain power and had had its grasp all over the city and the next step was for them to face it and i didn't so much narrate The things that happened to the city, I just gave them the perspective from the druids in the Druid Grove who had the prophecy. And the people from the Feywild that showed up to, uh, like, bolster their defenses. I I don't know if that's good or not.
0: (laughs) Well, so, I I think that's plenty good, right? Uh, Because you gave a passage of time. Right, you're able to dump a whole bunch of information and have it connect to your story to make it interesting. I assume the faces of your characters while you were telling them this was that of shock and horror. Well,
2: you see, they were just they were they were done murder hoboing for a while, and then they were like trying to get a little bit more into story. But they had a bunch of like hedonistic nights where they hung out in the bars and stuff, and we we made a whole the foam brew sheet on pregnancy and stuff. It was weird. But, um, one of the characters ended up being pregnant and over a passage of time, um, she ended up having one more child than she was supposed to, which happened to be the BBEG because they had touched a cursed relic. He escaped from the cursed relic into her body. And, uh, gave himself form very quickly, I might add, and painfully, and he escaped and just transformed into... Like, a baby went to an evil wizard in, like, no time flat and then morphed into a creature and flew away. It was it was nuts. Uh, they did grab him, though, which, like, my the point for me was for him to get away. It was part of the story. So I had to have him use a wish spell to manipulate like the last six seconds to make them re-roll the rolls and he ended up escaping i, I don't know um I, I think i'm drifting here sorry
0: <laughs> it's okay stories are good we like stories um okay so looking at the rest of the car we got joined by another person zesty how you doing tonight doing just fine how's everybody hanging fan Freaking fantastic, man! All right, so Zesty oh, De- uh, is also another one. We're just we're just full of the D D players tonight. I'm I'm game. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the support. Um, Hello. so uh, now that Frozen's back, uh, I'm gonna re ask the original question that we asked, and then we'll jump into the the question I just asked on improving narration. So, first question for Zesty and Frozen. What uh, is a form of creative narration that you guys have seen or would like to see? Uh, An example I gave, just to recap, uh, was doing narration through the eyes of an animal. Lawrence's uh, idea was making sure that you have sounds and exciting things and flashy stuff that occurs while you're narrating.
4: Oh uh, yeah, those are all uh, really good ideas. Uh, I'm not sure if my idea kind of compares to that, but um, what I what I did with my uh, campaign, uh, my homebrew campaign, is I'm playing it retroactively, and by that I mean that um, all of the characters start out in a courtroom, and they are the the actions that led them to the courtroom is the campaign leading up to that point. Um, by that I mean the court is asking questions like oh, so tell me about this event and the party as a whole is um, going over the events uh, I'm, I get like some problems arise with that like uh, somebody said, well what if a character dies so my workaround for that particular problem was the court doesn't ever address any individual party member and actually the court's just there retroactive, for the retroactive aspect of it
0: Nice, okay uh, that's an interesting way to do narration, especially at the start and ending of sessions kind of thing. I like it. Frozen, you Yeah. It... Sorry, don't mean to cut you off.
4: I apologize. I was just going to say, it also helped with, um, uh, the deus ex machina factor of things. Mm. Um, if, if, uh, for example, if my big bad was caught by them and I didn't want them to catch him, um, uh, the court can just intervene and say, well, that's not exactly what happened. Is it, this is really what happened. And, you know, I'll remind you that you're under oath sort of thing. And it, it it's a it's a weird, god mechanic, but it forces the story in the direction that you want to go. That, that's not always the best idea, but sometimes it is. That's
0: a that's a really creative way to uh, railroad people. Actually, I kind of like that. All right, now never frozen. Frozen.
1: Uh, first, I want to make the comment that that uh, this isn't what happened mechanic. Uh, is fantastic. Um, and I cannot be the only one who thought of the original Prince of Persia game. I hope. <laughs> um, but moving on from that, uh, as, as a player, I like it when my character's backstory or history when I have a campaign that I really invested in and I have the time to sit down and create this really like good backstory I love it when that backstory and that family history or uh whatever is tied into the the lore of the world um that really makes me and my feel like my character has uh has, has a presence in the world or their family has had a presence so maybe now they have a, a goal to, you know, bring their family back into the limelight or something like that. Um, as a DM, I... I grew up watching the old D&D animation. <laughs> um, and so I really liked that uh, approach where, like, the D, as the DM, I'm kind of... N- Giving a general narration to the the story and letting the players uh, do more of the uh, the storytelling through their actions.
0: All right, all right. I mean, that, that's that's good to say the least. I I don't think you have to answer this question. You got something for us?
3: Oh. Uh, no, I, I mean, I attempted to earlier, but I didn't
0: have anything. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Like, I'm,
3: okay, I'm so jumping to the,
0: the second question that we are, uh, we asked already. Uh, for uh, your guys' narration or experiences, what has been some, like, good lore dump that made narration not feel boring? Or what has been some real bad lore dump that was just, like, snooze fest? Like, how does that apply for you guys? You got anything for that? just the but... frozen.
1: <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> um, So, it wasn't so much the, the lore dump was boring, it was the lack of a lore dump. Uh, my DM in that game just was so uninterested in his own world. Like, this was his own homebrew world, right? But he just seemed so uninterested in it that... Uh, it was there was no connection to it. It was it was just dull. It was just like, oh yeah, you're here. Okay, well, what do I see? Well, you see the room you're in. What does that look like?
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, so I'm gonna sc- extrapolate from that comment really quick. So like you're you're saying that uh, having having passion about what you are telling is is super important. So maybe maybe not even the de- details matter as much but as long as you're, you're excited about what you're saying or at least there's some kind of thought or feeling to it makes it improve yeah. right there. I think so. I'd, I'd have to hundred percent agree on that one.
2: Yeah, me as well. Um, in in my last campaign, the starting town that they were in, like they found each other in, um, they wanted to know more about it. So I, on the fly, but I produced more about it, the history, like who founded the town. It ended up being this heroic woman who was a dragon slayer who decided this was a really good spot. And, uh, she like paid for and helped build the, the, the small town that it was at uh, the town. And, uh, I dove into what their economy was, uh, what like their dishes were. Um, the, like, the the state of poverty, the and even though it was a small town, there was still a little bit of, like, classism going on. Like, the people who owned the shops and stuff were plentiful, uh, but the people who just lived there, they didn't even have homes. They had huts and stuff, and they didn't like the inequality, so they did what they could to change it. And they liked the town so much that they became possessive of it through the entire campaign. They, they eventually just kept coming back and either buying Stealing, taking by force whatever part of the town they could. They eventually owned it and expanded it further out, and built their own homes there. Their own, made their own plots. That the druid had a massive garden. Um, the the warlock wanted an underground, uh, like system throughout the town that went to the buildings because he's super sketchy. But uh, <laughs> like, yeah, um, super important. The, the more details you you give about it and the more they can value it, the more they can the more they can do with it. Like if it's just uh here's toast, you know, it's just gonna be toast, but like make it a freaking BLT. I don't know.
4: <laughs> I kind of I feel like that could be a double edged sword for, for players though. Um to address the original question, I, I think that there's a fine line between over dumping and under dumping. And the first scenario, uh, Frozen's, Frozen Dad was, you know, he's like, yeah, the, the DM didn't give me enough information to feel like I was immersed. And where, well, with your example, I feel like you were right in the sweet spot. And I'm sure we've all seen overdumping where it's just like, man, there's just too much to take in right now. Like, we're in a campaign. We're excited. We're all trying to do something. And this is just a lot of information. You feel kind of like you're back in school or even like Charlie Brown, like the teachers go, wah, 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 wah 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 we're, we're gonna sh-
0: wah, wah. we're gonna shorthand shorthand that and just call it Tolkiening a tree branch um mm. <laughs> much, as much as I enjoy Tolkien's work there is definitely some times where he's a little little long winded on things and I think on his part it was definitely intentional um but
2: can I can I just buy a healing potion already <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's focus on uh, the downtime or in between session narration. So, this is something that I've recently been exposed to myself, and I don't think I'm really a really big fan of it, but I know there are, are a good amount of people that are doing it where they have like chats between characters and things like that. They go on between sessions as long as the session wasn't like paused mid combat kind of thing. Uh, and this is basically to make up for the talking and things like that. Uh, for, uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of the word here. Uh, for the downtime, you know what I mean? The, the campsite fire talks and things like that. Um, how important is that to you guys? Or could the yada yada narration kind of take that over for you? Starting with Frozen, and I'll work my way around.
1: So, to, to, to the core, of the the in between narration, uh, there, there there's there's a lot of different styles there. My my personal preference, uh, both as a DM and as as a player, is to like that have the players talk about okay, we're gonna we're gonna camp, or you know, there's gonna be uh so much time in between our sessions and this much time is going to pass while we're chilling in this city you know uh, and just have the players uh, give me things that they're wanting to do um, like maybe the wizard wants to, to study a new spell um, the the rogue wants to go train a new skill uh, you know things like that Mm-hmm. Um, and like, kind of give uh, a brief. This is this is what happens uh, during your downtime, kind of story or or something, and then kind of yada yada, the time passing at the next session, and give them. Okay, you were able to learn your new spell, but maybe something happened during the spell learning or. Uh, you found a master, but they were super, super cruel. And so you learned your skill, but, you know, you have three broken fingers and a black eye to show for it.
0: <laughs> that's not good. Uh,
1: yeah, that's, that's what I like to do.
0: Okay. I mean, the, that is interesting to say the least. Uh, it's definitely not in-between time stuff, but I, I I see where you're getting at there.
1: Oh, uh, maybe I misunderstood the question. I apologize. No, no, no.
0: I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a bad answer whatsoever. Um, I think you just answered in around a about way. You don't care about the in-between session narration. You'd much rather just kind of get an appropriate yada yada and fill that in-between time with actual actions. So you don't even want narration while they are traveling. You want to be able to do stuff. Which is, honestly, in my opinion. Oh, better anyway.
1: so I, so my my I, I thought you were talking about like in between sessions.
0: Well, no, so yeah, that too, that too.
1: Oh, so okay.
0: it was a, a. What do you prefer? Would you prefer to be able to talk in between sessions, or do you want to do that while you guys are playing, kind of thing?
1: Oh yeah, no, I prefer to do it while we're playing, definitely.
0: Okay. Uh, Jump into Lawrence. What's your take on this? Uh,
2: say they're going from point A to point B. Um, I'll ask them if there's anything like to do while they're going from point A to point B, and if they would like me to describe it for them. But if they're not in the mood for it, it's a yada yada. But if they are in the mood for it, then I'll jump right into it. And if I can play off of what they wanted to do in that time, say while they were traveling or whatever, let's see if I can throw that in there somehow, you know?
0: Okay. I mean... Yeah, makes sense to me. All right, jumping over to iron.
3: Yeah, so the one group I've DM'd, um, well, like when when I'm DMing, I try to give as much power to my players as I can without the, you know, just letting them take over the game. Right. But they're not like they're not in between session type people so that's i don't think that's ever even crossed any of our minds um yeah i've only ever done at table stuff um so yeah in between sessions that's interesting i never actually would have even considered that i didn't know that was a thing
0: yeah i i didn't know it was a thing until super recently myself so don't uh oh were we
2: talking about downtime too like
0: yeah, a little more, more of a preference bit for downtime,
2: though. Oh, if if they want to form businesses, relationships, tend their garden, whatever, between the month that they killed the last uh, big bad into the beginning of the next thing, that's cool. But if they just wanted to hang out in the bars and spend their, their gold and entertain themselves, that's fine, too. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I've I've never done a group that does that either. Like the the DMing I've done is like, like the role play is there to get to the next fight. Right. Okay. (laughs) They're kind of just, yeah, like one after another they don't really do downtime type stuff.
0: Okay. Interesting. Well, so as a DM that does downtime stuff every once in a while, um, have them focus on that's when they improve their stuff. You know, you make better healing potions, spend time making healing potions or finding materials for spells Uh, While they're traveling and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, And it'll make the travel times more exciting. It'll also give you as a DM time to do like extra planning. Or throw in random encounters. Or something like that. Travel time is a wonderful place to test uh, stuff to see if it's going to work well. Um, Because you can always pull the, it was a dream. You were just sleeping. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Kind of thing.
2: Excuse me. I, I know I've been jumping in here a lot but it just came to mind one time, one session we, we all sat down and we took little pieces of paper and uh, we wrote bad things that could happen and also good things that could happen uh, like on a travel day and then we mixed we folded them up and mixed them all up and put them in a bowl and then as they were traveling uh, someone would randomly draw one and it could be something that they were looking forward to or something that someone else was looking forward to or something that they thought would be, like, really bad. And there was a few, like, of course, they talked among, among them, amongst themselves, but I threw in a few of my own and didn't tell them what they were. So there was a little bit of surprise factor to it. I, I
0: don't know. Okay. I mean, that's 100% interesting. Um... I definitely keep people on their toes, right?
2: Oh, yeah. They did not know what was going to happen. And, like, I can't remember how the roll was set up, but if we rolled a certain thing, like, maybe a super low or a super high, I can't remember what it was, you would draw two and then combine those two things somehow, which could end up being a really, really random encounter because one person's idea of a good thing and another person's idea of a good thing or you know, a mixture of a bad and a good, or too bad, which was awful, but <laughs> things like that
0: happen, right? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly.
2: It was fun. We, we tried out a bunch of little things. Um, I, I've only got, like, a handful of uh, being a DM on my belt, and I've got more so as a player, but as 3.5, like, playing with you guys will be the first time that I actually have ever been a player on 5e.
0: Ooh, hey. I'm, I'm happy to be your first, friendo. Right on. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's good to know. That'll, that'll set up some expectations. <laughs> all right, Zesty, jump, jumping down to you, where do you fall on all this? Or do you have anything so, to add? No, so
4: I feel <clears throat> that this breaks down into three areas. Uh, the first area being uh, in session. And in session, I feel that um travel uh, downtime is at, as the party sees fit. If they want to do something, we can do something, if not, we just travel. Um, in between sessions, I feel it's <clears throat> I feel it's imperative to uh, have even like a, a role play chat going on just just so people get a, you know can stay in character throughout the time from one session to the next. And then the third category, excuse me, yeah, you're
0: good, man.
4: Sorry about that. No doubt. Uh, the third category uh, for me would be uh, time jumps in between sessions. So um, like if you say, oh, it's, it's a month between your you know the last session and, and this session. Um, and for me, that's, that's a good time to explain feats. like, oh well, how did you become such a good grappler? Oh well, I, I was just in a bar and I just started brawling with people for money, and then eventually I got so good that I got the, the feat for it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's how it breaks down for me.
0: Okay, I I actually really like that idea. To be honest, like that that seems really fun.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird when somebody out of the nowhere the next day becomes an expert marksman or something.
0: <laughs> I hit level four, I, I, suckers. We, <laughs> yeah, I
4: agree with that, Lawrence. And and um, for one of the characters I was playing, um, he got uh, the uh, dragon mark, uh, the wings of protection, and it's, it's like him to explain. Out of nowhere, so we had, we had a long time jump. And long story short, he met a dragon and did the dragon in a human form a favor, and the and then he granted him a favor back, and that just happened to be he gave him those protective wings.
2: Oh yeah, that's the one with uh, the free cure wounds and the uh, the AC bonus to your close ally one, isn't it?
4: Yes, that's that's correct, actually. And uh, being that the character was a cleric, it made real good sense that that happened to fall for a cleric.
2: Yeah, protect the party, support. Oh, man. Cool. <laughs> I, I can't say I've done that. I just let them pick their feats. I actually I gave them bonus feats sometimes, too, just for, like... It was their first big campaign, so I wanted them to feel extra overpowered, and I wanted them to leave their mark on the world. I, I don't know. Uh, that would have been cool to, like, add reasons why they were able to do uh, such, like, dramatically different things on the fly...
0: Okay, well, I mean, now we got something else to add in there. So the going back to narration, right? That's the power of that, right? That the the great explainer is what narration can be for your party. Um, we especially when you combo it with the time gap of it all, right? You just narrate your way to explaining why they did the thing. Now, obviously, there are ways in character to gain feats and things like that. Most of it's homebrew, not to. Uh, squiggle my own head here. Uh, I don't even know if that's a term, but we're going to use it today. Uh, but, like, one of our, our products that... I don't, I don't remember if we finished it and it's on the books or we're still working on it. Uh, but it's Alternate Ways to Get Feats. Uh, and that's, uh, that's something I really hope they uh, initiate, right? Because that can add to narration and give you a reason for narration, right? Because spending the time to say... I punched 700 goblins in the face. Now I'm a tavern brawler. Uh, it's kind of just boring, and you should be able to add a story to that uh, somehow, some way. Whatever. Um, so.
2: Find a wise old drunk who's been doing it forever or teaches you his ways or something.
0: Exactly. <laughs> get, get your Mr. Miyagi figured out and call it good. Now, with narration, going back to it, um... What is the downside to over-narrating, in your guys' opinion? And the, the we're going to start in the opposite order and do Zesty, then Iron, then Lawrence, and uh, Frozen, if that's all right.
1: Resounding yes.
0: All right. I'll
1: take it.
4: <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'll repeat the question one more time. I lost my train of thought there for a
0: second. So, uh... What is the downside of over narration? We kind of talked about, about it a second ago, but like, what is that, and how, why is it bad?
4: Oh, 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 oh! So for for what I've seen, the downside of over narration is um, if you view your party as a DM, uh, you're looking at your party as a bunch of kindergartners. A kindergartner's only got a set amount of attention span before he wants to go play, and translating that to a little party. Your party only has so much room in their brain before they want to murder hobo everything um so you as a dm you have a very limited amount of time to to occupy before they're they're thinking about their their cool new weapon or their what they're going to do in three levels or or whatever's going to happen um so over narration can kill the mood really quickly
0: i feel okay i mean i uh i'm with you on that one to be honest
3: Yeah, I, again, I have a party that is just, like, they just want combat, so I know if I sit here and there them, they're, they're just completely gonna lose interest, I'm gonna just get blank stares, um, so actually, I did something that, I, I mean, this is not gonna work for every group, but I just took all the world lore, like, kind of the back stuff, the history of the big bad, and I actually wrote a textbook, <laughs> like, I wrote a history book, um... And then I printed it out and I gave it to the party and was like, here, if you want lore, you can read it and reference it. Or you can ask me questions. But besides that, like, you know what you want to know. Um, oh, OK. They seem pretty cool. With so it's, you know, just kind of let them do it at their pace. But yeah, you'll lose them, especially like some parties. You'll just lose them if you sit there and dump all the time.
0: Don't dump on the party's face. Got it. No, no giggles of that?
2: Fuck you guys, I thought it was funny. Uh, Lawrence? Uh, Playtime and progression. If you're narrating for an hour and your group only has three hours every other week, you're cutting into the playtime really bad. And also the progression. If they can't get past the forest of trees because you're narrating every leaf, they're not going to get to the big bad until six months later... Yeah, <laughs> playtime and progression from over—like you'll you'll lose some of that from over narration on on top of players taking an hour for each of their six-second turns as well. But like those two things together, bad combo. <laughs>
0: bad combo, indeed. I, I 100% agree with that sentiment. All right, Frozen.
1: It's boring. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah yeah, yeah it, that's I think that I think that's the nail, and you just slapped it in the head, you know just
1: listening to someone play d and d with themselves for you know however long is just it's boring.
0: I've been told if you want to play d and d by yourselves, write a book, you're writing a book, just write a book, you don't need your friends to watch you write a book,
1: yes.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, makes me giggle all the time. Cause if you told me I was writing a book, I'd never get it done. But if you let me play D and D, doing it as much as possible, dang it. Okay, so gentlemen, we got a, a couple minutes uh, to wrap this up. Uh, let's do some final thoughts on narration and improvement, or anything that you want to talk about that relates to that, really quick. So again, flipping the order up, we're gonna do Lawrence, then Iron, then Frozen, then Zesty.
2: Uh, what do your characters want from the world? Um, what do they want from the game? Um, bring them the details that they want. It makes it more fun for everybody. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a solid final thought. Nice. All right. All right.
3: I'd say pay attention to your party. Like, if you're in the middle of your lore dump and everyone starts to look really glossed over and, like, maybe <laughs> they start looking at their phones. Cut it, save it for next time, or weave it in in a better way, but pay pay attention to your players.
0: Okay, so I want to caveat on yours really quick before we get to Frozen. Uh, this has been the advantage that I've seen from the playing in between your sessions uh, is that your uh, characters and whatnot uh, can have that uh the Lord dump and then they can look at it again later if it's in text form because you've sent it out as a text or talked to them in voice or whatever uh and they can look at those things and be like oh yeah you said that tuesday right 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 when we were around the quote-unquote campfire got it so as a, as a thought if you have a group that does does not like the sitting through narration but still needs the information because it's important that might be that out of combat stuff to talk about. Now, obviously not every group has time for it, nor do they want to. Uh, that's definitely more leaning towards the heavy roleplay side people. Uh, but that's okay. Um, jumping over frozen, frozen, final thoughts, ideas. Got my, you know? So
1: my final thoughts kind of play off of what's already been said. Um, that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the role play in between. That's just my personal preference. Uh, but I have a DM in another campaign that I'm playing in who uh, uses our Discord server uh, to to do lore dumps. Uh, you know, interesting papers we find, uh, pictures of NPCs, uh, just anything lore-related, he puts it in there so we can review it uh, kind of at will.
2: Okay.
1: But again, you know, like like uh, Iron was saying, you just listen to your players, you know, pay attention to the, how they're reacting to what you're saying. Uh, I really love um, our after, uh, uh, after... After After mission, Review? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it gives us a chance to say, you know, I I really didn't like how long-winded you were or hey you know i would really appreciate having a little bit more background on something you know it just it just gives you a chance to hear your your players input and do better with it
0: uh, i obviously 100 percent agree <laughs> okay uh jumping over to zesty to finish us off before you hear me yammer for the last couple of minutes
4: Um, So I would say nurture player enthusiasm. Uh, Let them narrate as much as they're willing to and then keep them fed enough that they are curious about what you have to say and then stifle that to the point where they're not starving, but they're not gut busted. Okay. Yeah,
0: I mean... I agree. Alright, last couple uh company stuff at the end here. Wahaha. So next week is our playing week, obviously, starting off with uh most of these Yahoos actually. Uh on Monday night. Uh we'll be starting at five thirty as per the usual, right? That's when we usually start.
1: Where's it? Six. Yeah, that's totally right. No, five thirty.
0: No, so, is that what it is? Gosh dang it. It's in the events. Um <laughs> I think five thirty was uh Starfinder, my bad. Uh, so it should be 6.
1: That's okay, because I think 5.30 works, because then we might actually start by 6. Shh,
0: <laughs> quiet, <laughs> <it's> quiet. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 6 o'clock Alaska time. Uh, so that is 10 o'clock East Coast. Um, if I'm lying to you for some reason and it's five, uh, you can yell at me later, but for now, that's, that's what I'm saying it is. Uh, jumping over to Thursday, we'll be doing our quote unquote session one, of Lancer. I'm super excited about that one. I've been making things for it. That's, that's how committed I am on that one. Yes. Um, (laughs) But uh, we should have less technical ten difficulties. Tonight's session on the Twitch side of things went fine, except for I can't connect to chat for some reason. But whatever, don't chat it anyway. Um, at least not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the last thing is our code. Again, last time for this month, it is uh, FreeClassFRECLAS, cap- capital FRE, lowercase CLAS, all one word, get you 10% off at the store to buy all of our fun stuff so um new month's coming wheels coming in a couple days uh we have our handy dandy raffle that we'll be doing on the first um we are ending the competition monday so you guys just have this weekend to go through and make sure you have stuff liked on the discord server uh and or any of our social medias speaking of um all that fun stuff, it ends on Monday, but we're not drawing till the 1st, which I believe is actually the, uh, like Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Um, with that, you'll, as a reminder, you get a free, if you win, I call you, we talk, you get your address, and I send you a free mini that you get to pick out, and I paint it for you. So that's our fun stuff, if you hadn't caught up with that. Um, other than that, that's it, I think, pretty sure. With all our events coming up. Next uh, next podcast will be in a couple weeks. Hopefully we'll get a guest star at that time. Uh, if not, it'll just be me yammering. Uh, and as usual, we'll do the polling ahead of time. Younger should be doing polls this next week. So if you like doing polls, pay attention around Monday, Tuesday. They should be up. Wink, wink, smiley face, hope, hopefully.
1: I like polls.
0: Polls are good. Um, and that's that. Thank you guys so much uh, for coming in. I hope you all have a wonderful night. And with that, hat, uh, with all that in mind, with adventure in mind, have a wonderful night. Alrighty, there was tonight's stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed the fun. I had lots of fun besides the the goofing up the intro there, or extra there. Um, so. As usual, questions, comments, concerns, all that fun stuff, direct it to us. We have a new name. This was our first official Sages, Inc. podcast. We're still the same guys, we swear. We've just changed our name. Uh, So if you're looking at this like, I swear they were Apprentice Hero Helpers LLC, we're Sages, Inc. now. Um, We got new emails, stuff like that. So with that in mind, have a wonderful night.